1: The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 6.30, check, check. Pursues against Eric Johnson. Cassian gain control. Beautiful centering pass. Save Grubauer on Dreisaitl. Rebound score. Leon Dreisaitl in Edmonton. An immediate response. It's five to one. Dreisaitl picks up his
2: 16th of the year. That capped a four-goal third period for the Edmonton, or second period for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Turned out to be the game-winner as well, as the Oilers win their fourth in a row, 6-4, over the Colorado Avalanche. The Oilers have won four straight for the first time since last December. The Oilers just announcing on Twitter, however, that Oscar Kleffbaum, according to Ken Hitchcock, will be out weeks, not days with a hand injury and will head back to Edmonton immediately for further evaluation. So uh, this win comes with a price and a hefty price as one of the top five minutes leaders in the National Hockey League. Sounds like he will miss some significant time for the Oilers. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's 10.05. there's Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, I guess, I mean, that's the the immediate news here is the is the bomb injury. That is uh, a big kick to the you-know-where for the Oilers.
3: It is, and it's surprising. And Bob and I just talked about it, because cleft left as soon as he got hit, and you knew he was in pain because he went straight off the ice right down the, the tunnel to the dressing room first thing they always do is they check it, they bring the doc team doctor in, comes looks at it. There's a, an x-ray machine in every arena in the National Hockey League. X-rays would have been taken. So that's why it was surprising when he came back out to the bench. So you think, okay, yeah, he could be in pain, but you wouldn't think it was broken because they would have been able to spot that on the x-rays. And then when he left, you think, oh, now it's precautionary. So a little surprising and certainly, uh, uh, quite a bit unsettling for the Edmonton Oilers because this is a guy that's playing 30 minutes a night for some nights for, for Ken Hitchcock and averaging 26-27. It'll be a big loss for the Oilers. Uh, the one thing that we have seen, though, when the Oilers have lost players this year, other players have stepped up. And tonight, uh, when, if you want, I know that the, they've had the stars. Bob said that Koskinen could have been a star. Uh, you know, Nugent Hopkins had a great game. Drysettle had a game. McDavid, to me, Darnell Nurse, Played almost 31 minutes tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Had a goal, had an assist, was plus a couple. He was incredible tonight. He's going to be a player that's going to be counted on to fill in for for Oscar Clefbaum, playing big minutes if clefbaum has gone for a while.
2: 6-4, the Oilers win it over the Avalanche. The Japanese Village goal light is on on the Oilers page on 630 chetcom Go ahead and print yourself up an appetizer coupon for Japanese Village Edmonton South, downtown Northside, and in Sherwood Park, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, a couple of goals tonight, also had an assist. Leon Dreisaitl plays his 300th NHL game. He gets a goal and two assists, a beauty setup for McDavid for the Oilers' fourth goal.
3: Yeah, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, there's very few players in the National Hockey League that can make a, a, a backhand pass 15 feet. Yeah, for for Leon to go from one set of the boards to all the way across the other, through the neutral zone, past the defenseman who was standing up in the play and hitting Connor McDavid, the fastest player in the National Hockey League, in stride. Uh, It was just... I just sit and watch him. You marvel at it because... There's very few, if any, in the, in the player in the league that can do that, and he does it time and time again. Uh, Leon was sensational to, and I, I I don't have all the up-to-date stats, but I think that puts him into the top ten in scoring. On the season. He is, uh, we've had calls about Leon, and we keep saying we think Leon's having an exceptional year. Tonight was just a, a, another example of how important he is to this hockey club.
2: 6 4, the Oilers win it. I mean, kind of a, a strange game. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those where you say, you know, mid December, 31 games into the season, you, you take the two points and you get out of town. It wasn't necessarily a, a work of art. The Oilers are up 5 1. After the second period, you, you know you're probably going to get outshot in the third just yep. because of the score. I don't think they were happy, though, about getting outshot 16-4. And the Avalanche had, I, I don't want to say uh, it was a faint hope, but they did they did find a little bit of life in the last five minutes there.
3: Well, the the goal that they allowed for the goal interference... Um When the the coaching staff of Colorado challenged it, that challenge came in to be very important because all of a sudden that was that extra blanket of security that the Oilers had going down the stretch. Uh, Colorado got, whenever you're down a lot of goals and, and you're in the dressing room, the one thing you always talk about, let's get something early. Just it put a little bit of stress in, in, into the lives of the opposition, and Colorado did. They got a power play, got a power play goal early in the, in the period. So now there's maybe a little bit of belief, and you, now you're on the bench say, okay, if we get one in the next five minutes, there's belief. But then the Oilers scored right away, and then there's a, a sag. But you've got to give credit to the Colorado Avalanche. They are a good hockey club. This is a very strong team with a, uh, the best number one line in the National Hockey League. They kept pushing. So it shows you the the type of leadership that they have. The Oilers, little undermanned. Their, their minute eater up is gone out of the game, so now other guys are having to step in the third period. Benning, another defenseman, he's gone for an extended period due to, to to penalties. He has he's in the box for seven minutes in the third period. So you're down men. You got a Gravel playing Gravel playing extra minutes. Russell's minutes are elevated in the third period, and Colorado just kept pushing. And that's why in a game where you give up four goals, you can still say. God, our goaltender was really good tonight.
2: Absolutely. Koskinen now 10-3-1 on the season. The Oilers are 17-12-2. They do jump into a playoff spot. They get the first wild card, a point ahead of Dallas, 36 points to 35. Hey, Calgary leads the Pacific Division with 40. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Oilers got to... Obviously, you worry about the teams behind you, but I think they're they're uh, they're looking ahead. Heck, they're only five points behind Nashville. They have the best record in, in the entire West, so it's shaping up to be a, a fun drive here for sure. We're going to get to your calls in a second, 780-496-0063, but let's go back to the Pepsi Center, and
4: here's the nudge. So I think especially the third period, it just kind of um, felt like a long time to get to that 10-minute mark, and then that delay there um, after Benny's fight. But uh, bottom line is we got the job done Not the best uh, finish to the game as we wanted, but uh, definitely got the job done and worked hard all 60.
5: Do you guys feel good about your penalty kill tonight? I mean, they have the number one overall power play in the league, and I think you guys only let one in.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, we knew coming in that we wanted to keep them out of the box or keep ourselves out of the box, and uh, they have an elite p- uh, power play. And uh, For the most part, we did a really good job, and uh, they got a late one there, but I think uh, for the most part, when we were out there killing, uh, we, we kept them to, to minimum.
5: How does it feel to get this get-up tonight?
4: Yeah, I don't get it too often, so it's, uh, when you when you get it, it's uh, definitely nice. bit
5: but uh, just a comment on Miko's performance tonight as well.
4: Again, he uh, he held us in there when we needed him to, and uh, down the stretch when it was uh, still tight, he made some huge saves for us. So it kind of allowed us to to go for it and uh, start turning the uh, turning the game in our favor.
5: And it's kind of nice to see everybody contributing tonight, not just one or two lines.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, Especially the past uh, couple of three weeks, it's uh, it's been good. All four lines have been going. Even if the uh, line's not scoring, they're producing uh, or they're uh, uh, being effective in other ways. So, I mean, it's uh, it's been good as of late and uh, definitely nice when everybody uh, is chipping in.
2: All right, there's Nugent Hopkins now up to 10 goals on the season. He got two tonight, turned a one nothing lead into a 3 nothing lead in the second period. Oilers go on to beat the Avalanche 6-4. If you missed it earlier, Head coach Ken Hitchcock, who you will hear from next, saying that Clefbaum will be out weeks, not days. It looked like a hand injury blocked a shot in the second period. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Uh, quickly, before we get to Greg on the phone line, special teams we talked about before the game, going to be a story coming into this one. Avs power play number one in the NHL. They go one for five. Some important kills by the Oilers when the game was still more in question. And the Oilers power play coming through two for three.
3: Well, when you start looking at your power plays, when it's not scoring, you go into the video room and say, okay, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? And when you go into the video room, and we've talked about it, the Oilers have had some good power plays. They just haven't had good puck luck. They've had some good looks. They're getting where they they want to be on the ice. They're getting the guy, the puck, in the right positions. They just haven't capitalized. Well, tonight they got some puck luck, and the the puck went in for them. Uh, this power play is going to get chances for a couple of reasons. The first reason Conor McDavid brings the puck up every time. You can't stop them. They are going to set the puck, the their power play up in the offensive end. And then they've got three guys with world class passing skills and world-class hockey IQs and McDavid, Nugent, Hoppins, and and Dreisaitl. So they're creating opportunities for their teammates. They've got players playing the proper roles, chase on in front of the net, taking away the eyes of the goaltender. And he also does a very good job of keeping the defenseman in front of the net honest keeping him down low, when he does that, that allows the passing lane to open, and that's how you saw McDavid go cross ice to Nugent Hopkins for that goal, so the power play needed to be good tonight, we talked about that
2: before the game, and it was a difference for them. That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors, if it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit AlbertaChiro.com. 780-496-0063, Oilers win 6-4, we have Greg on the line. Greg, welcome to the show.
6: Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing well. That's good. Hey, I got two things to say. Matt Benning's fight in the third period, I think that was a change in momentum, big time for Colorado. Uh, They came out really strong after that one. Uh, I feel with Matt Benning, he takes more penalties and more stupid plays than he does positive on the team. Like, it's... yeah, Yeah.
3: Well, Coming into the game, Matt Penning had three penalties on the season in yeah, 25 games. I
6: understand games. that. I huh? understand that. Well, you just uh,
3: said that he takes more stupid penalties. He's only had three penalties on the just, whole year before tonight.
6: It's uh, giveaways. It's uh, um, Matt Benning,
3: Matt uh, and people call up Matt Benning me. is a very good six defenseman. He is a very. You look around the National Hockey League and find the other teams six defensemen, and Matt Benning would be one of the best in the National Hockey League.
6: All right, I guess I'll go with your word. But, and, uh, Reed? Yes. This is Greg. We talked to on um, Sunday. Chicken, by the way.
2: Yeah, you're getting close, buddy.
6: Uh, we're getting close.
2: Greg said that uh, Hitch would win 13 of his first 20 games. I said I think 11 would have been great. So Hitch is <laughs> uh, Hitch is 8-2-1. and one. So he's 8 out of 11. He's, a he's, on, on, he's on a good pace yeah. right now. Might be going for chicken, Greg. Thanks for calling. Yeah, bye. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let's go uh, back to Denver here quickly, and here is the Oilers' head coach Ken Hitchcock. Different elements, but in the end, had the element you wanted the
0: most—a victory. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a heck of a hockey club. Obviously, at home and in altitude, it's a tough go until you're used to it. And I thought we took advantage of the chances we got. Our goaltender was our best player, which, if you're going to win in this building, he has to be. Uh, he got a little bit tired in the third period and uh, got a little bit deep in the net, and that's to be expected. I thought, I thought he played really, really well in the first half of the first period, and then we played really well in the second in the second half and all of the second period. And uh, and then we kind of held on a little bit in the third, took a couple of poor penalties and hurt us a little bit there. So overall, when you win on the road, and especially in this building against that team, that, that team is arguably to be one of the best teams in the Western Conference. That's that's a real good feather in our cap. What
7: did you make of just kind of star power versus star power and how your, you know, quote-unquote best players played a great game?
0: Yeah, I don't think either team could handle the other team's best players there. I don't think they had defense that could handle our guys, and we we struggled at times to handle their guys there. You know, world-class players, I thought McDavid was dialed in. I thought Darcy Seidel got better as it went on. I thought we got some real contributions from other guys tonight, but Overall, when you've got star players who are dialed in like that, it's hard to defend.
5: Maybe just a comment on, we saw a lot of the other lines contributing, including nurse, defensemen. That seems to be the theme happening in the last couple games. Is that something you're really pushing?
0: Well, I think uh, you saw a lot of nurse because Clefbaum got hurt. And, uh, um, you know, Darnell played a good game, but we need more from other people or else one team's just going to get marked at home and or on the road, I mean, and it's going to be hard. So we're pushing for more people to in, to be involved. I don't think we have enough yet. Uh, we're going to need more contribution from more people if we expect to be a playoff team. So we're going to push in that direction. Is it too early for an update on us? No, uh, he's going to go back to Edmonton for a further evaluation. He's got a hand injury, and he's going to be out weeks, not days. So we'll probably have a further evaluation once we get back to Edmonton, but I, I would say weeks uh, for sure, and then we'll see from there.
2: All right, that's Hitch. Obviously, the update on a bomb, not a good one for the Oilers, though they do win tonight 6-4 over the Colorado Avalanche. If you missed this one, the Avs were the better team in the first period. A couple of good saves by Koskinen. Brodziak got a seeing-eye goal from in tight. Uh, and then the Oilers able to kill off a power play early in the second period. They ramped it up after that. Nuge got a couple. I, I thought the Avalanche sagged late in the second period. Oilers scored a couple more to lead five one after two. And then the third Wilson an early one. Nurse a uh, power play goal shortly after that stood up after video review. Six two Edmonton. The Avalanche keep firing away. Get two late ones. Six four Edmonton is your final seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Scott is on the line. Hey Scott.
7: Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, just in uh, your description of uh, uh, Chai's goal there, Rob, I uh, forgot to mention it was a three feet off the ice and then landed flat on a stick.
3: No, yeah, unbelievable. I, I mean, most there's a lot of guys in the NHL that can't do that on their forehand, let alone on their backhand. I just It's just a beautiful pass. And you got to think, too, when you're passing to most players, you're leading them into a certain area for the player to skate into it. Connor McDavid has got speeds that no other player in the National Hockey League has. So you got to uh, throw in that extra, okay, where is he going to be? Okay, he's going to be 10 yeah. steps ahead of anyone else. So uh, it was just a great play.
8: You know, I wasn't uh,
7: really happy in the first period with uh, Dreisaitl's play, and then, you know, he just like Hitch just said, he uh, came, came on and the second period on. Um, what I want to talk to you about, uh, I'm not even sure if you guys want to talk about it or not, but is that uh, Andrew Seren's uh, crap. Um, Rob, what do you think of that? Do you think that's just sour grapes or just, uh, I know Larrack uh, a couple years ago recanted something on Hall and whatever. Uh, this really can't be recanted,
8: and I don't know. I just feel it's uh, in bad taste.
3: Um, well, I, see, I haven't seen it, and I, and I know that it was in an interview. I, I Here's what I know. Andrew Ferrance is very well-spoken, and when he speaks, he speaks from the heart. And he, he doesn't mince words. He tells what he what he feels in, inside of him. He's not a lot of hockey players. Uh, we're taught from a very young age to say the things that you're supposed to say, to be positive, uh, don't don't cross lines, uh, don't say anything that can come back and haunt you. Now, obviously, Andrew's done hockey. He doesn't really have to worry about stuff like that anymore. Uh, the context, I don't know how he was asked the question. Uh, personally, myself, I... I, I'm never going to say something negative about a team that I've had publicly. And there's the guys, I mean, some of the things I said about guys partying, guys always party And actually, yeah. I am sure that the guys that were partying or, or going out or doing things for the Oilers in three, four, five, six years ago was nothing compared to when I played. I mean, we used to call it playing guilty. All right, it was a tough one last night. Let's go play guilty today. So, uh, should it have been said? I don't know. I'm. I, I like Andrew. I, he's a friend. Uh, but sometimes you say things that all of a sudden put you in the spotlight when you don't really want to be in the spotlight. And I think maybe this is what's happened with Andrew here.
2: Well, it's sure getting a lot of attention now. So yeah, you're right. Too yeah. much in my mind, Scott. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Thanks for thanks calling, for, buddy. Thanks, guys. You bet. 7804960063. Oilers get a 6 4 win over the Colorado Avalanche, so they're up to 17 12 2 on the year. Avs still with a good record, even though they've lost a couple in a row here 17 9 5 on the season. My goodness, is this my buddy Lars on the line? It sure is. Hey, Lars, nice to hear from you. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. I only caught the last 10 minutes of the game. I was telling some jokes. Um,
7: <laughs> I, why? When it comes to face-offs, uh, I listened to the last 10 minutes, so they've pulled the goalie, and when we're about to do that, take that face-off, I feel like we lose all of the crucial face-offs. Like, when the no, other they team did pulled tonight. Their, well, I mean, in our face-off percentage across the board, is is there a way, my question, is there a way to improve our face-offs? Is there an, a guy? Is there a guru? Is there an expert? Because that's the one... It's the bane of our existence during empty nets.
3: Um, I, <laughs> you, there, you, you can improve face-off, certainly, but you got to remember when you're trying to improve as an Edmonton Oiler, the guys in Colorado are trying to improve, and the guys in Pittsburgh are trying to improve, and the guys in Vancouver so... The guys are whoever you're going against also practices it and also works on it and uh, the good face-off guys They 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 watch video. They'll see okay. We're playing dry settle McDavid and Brodziak tonight How do they take face-offs? What do they do? What are they prone to doing if they put their hand this way? Which way is he pushing it? Okay? And if they line up that way, okay, they got dry settles taking the face off I see McDavid standing over there. Well, that means he's gonna probably trying to win it this way so you, you It's much more nowadays understanding the situation, understanding how the other team is set, understanding what the guy's doing with his hands, as before before video when you just go in there and try to beat the guy by being better than him. So uh, the others, yeah, they do need to get better. I think they have improved, um, but sometimes you play against a team that has good centermen that you 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 struggle with. And we also look at the fact that who the other team puts in. He, I mean, at the end of the game, they're using their best centermen, and sometimes their best centerman is better than all three of yours, and you really have no chance anyways. Lars, you want to finish yeah.
2: the play, buddy? You bet. All right, here we go. We're looking to put Lars's name into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental, fast-track indoor karting. Safe, adrenaline-pumping fun, edmonton.com. Nurse has it back, turns and fires, save. Yeah. off the rebound. All right, uh, Lars, that was the first period goal by the Oilers. Who got it, Brodziak or Zekov? Brodziak.
1: Nurse has it back, turns and fires, save. Varlamov, the rebound score. Kyle Brodziak on a juicy rebound.
2: Brodziak getting his third of the season. I think it went into the only spot that was open from that angle. You
3: know, it, it's funny. The, the three goals that were let in by Varlamov actually went from Worse to better. Right. And and he got pulled after the one they probably had no chance on. Probably should have got pulled after the first one because that wasn't a good one. But again, throw pucks on net. If you continue to put pucks on net, eventually things sneak through. And Brodziak, who, again, another player had a really good game tonight. I thought Brodziak was excellent in this hockey game.
2: All right. 7804960063. Oilers win 6 4. Abbas is on the line. Abbas, go ahead. What up, guys? Hey, no, we're doing well. What's on your mind? Oh my God! I gotta say, ever since this change of the coach
7: and Miko, he's been on on fire. I
6: I'm amazed. This guy was like a rookie. Now he's just playing as if he's second tobs. and he and he and Talbots
7: are
8: playing amazing.
2: He's trying. Yeah, absolutely a bust. Thanks a lot for calling, man. It's good to hear from you. Well, Koskinen, I mean, he's up to 10 and one. On the season, so color me surprised about that. Given what we saw, well, I should stop talking about. Yeah, you
3: know, what? actually, But still, I mean, he's he's been great. He, he has been great, and he gives them a chance every time he steps in. He makes big saves at big moments, and that's what you want in a goaltender.
2: All right, quick check here of the Advantage Trailer Rentals Out of Town Scoreboard daily, weekly, monthly rent to own options. AdvantageTrailerRentals dot The Jets get an early lead beat the Blackhawks 6-3. Wild ring up the Canadiens 7-1. Predators knock off the Sens 3-1. Blues get past the Panthers 4-3. Washington behind on Ovechkin. Hat trick beating Detroit 6-2. Canucks rally late to win 3-2 in Columbus. Toronto 4-1 win in Carolina. Sabres in overtime 4-3 against the Kings and the Bruins beat the Coyotes 4-3. Edmonton Oil Kings lose 6-3 tonight in Saskatoon. All right, if you're on hold, we will bring you in after the 10 30 News. We'll have more post-game reaction as well. You'll hear from Miko Koskinen, and the winning goaltender. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Edmonton wins at 6-4 Oilers Hockey presented by Osman Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brew House Overtime Open. Live Oilers
1: Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. This is the Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Live on Oilers Radio chair, Staying on his backhand, looking for Eric Johnson, eventually throwing it in front. Quick shot. What a save by Koskinen on Matt
2: Nieto. A sprawling right pad denial. Miko Koskinen, the win. 39 saves. Edmonton over Colorado, 6-4. The save of the game for Jiffy Loop. Keeping you moving to and from the game. JiffyLoopService.ca. The win does come with a price. Oscar Kleffbaum, injured and injured. Head coach Ken Hitchcock saying he will be out weeks, not days. So not good. The Oilers look to be uh, close to getting Kajula and Reeder back. Sekra continues to skate, though I still think he's, well, he's probably weeks, not days away from from returning as well. So not, not good on that front for the Oilers, but it is good that they have won four in a row for the first time all Season, first time since just before Christmas last year when they won four in a row. Thanks for tuning in tonight along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. The Oilers' next game will be at Winnipeg on Thursday and we will bring Austin onto the open line. Hello, Austin. Hey, Reed, how's it going? Doing great. Um, my question was I was just wondering if the club bomb injury uh, moved Sucker's uh,
8: return, uh, return dates uh, sooner than we originally thought.
3: No. No, that you no. will never, you'll never bring a player back before he's ready. It, it it's just not Especially fair to the player.
2: His last two years.
3: Yeah. Well, it, anyway, it doesn't matter who it is. It's just not fair to the player. It isn't. Okay. This is his livelihood. So no, you uh, you'll never bring him back earlier. Um, the Oilers have two defensemen right now that are, are sitting out. Uh, I would imagine, depending on. Well, I guess it depends on the team. You you have Garrison for a bigger, stronger team. You have Weidman in there if you want a guy that can help out on the power play up front. Although I thought both Nurse and Benning. Both look good on the power play tonight. And actually, both, they were the two defensemen when the, the Oilers scored their two power play goals. So uh, I don't see a move happening. I don't see Sekera coming back. I say they try to ride this out and, and then see how long Clefbaum's gone for and then decide what they got to do next.
2: It does hurt, though, because he, he played so much. And, you know, it's going to hurt their ability to get the puck up the ice. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to hurt. I mean,
3: 26, 27 minutes a night, you're taken yep. out of your lineup in hard minutes. Like, it, it, he, he plays against the other team's best players. He plays power play. He plays penalty kill. He he is their best defenseman by far. So it is certainly going to hurt them not having him in the lineup.
2: Now, what do you think? What would you do with the pairings, Austin? Um, Darius with Larson, because I know
6: McClellan originally had them as a pairing last year when Clefbon was out. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. And, um, like you said, depending on the team, on which person we bring in, for the Western Conference, like, say, in L.A. or Anaheim, maybe a heavier player like Garrison to bring in um probably banning and Russell I probably assume and then maybe uh Garrison and then maybe Wideman or whoever you want well, to when comes ring.
2: in yeah they might they might have, I mean it, it's it's tough and and thanks for calling Austin I mean I'd look at you know, you know, like you said, with Benning, I think he's a good third pairing D. Yep. Probably Russell's better cast as a third pairing D on this team. He's been a second pairing D. So if they become the true actual full time second pair, hey, that's going to be a challenge. And you're going now. You're going against the high flying Jets. So yeah. I mean,
3: and another option too is you go Russell with Larson and Nurse and Benning. Because right now you, Nurse and Larson would probably be your top two defense, and then you split them up, and you have a little bit of a safety net. Uh, I I think they will be trial and error as they go forward. But yeah, it's this is a it's a significant injury to the
2: Edmonton Oilers. John on the line. Hey, John. Hey, uh, how's it
7: going? Pretty good. Um, a little bit more on the defensive side of things with the bum injury. Uh, does it not open up a spot for maybe uh, Caleb Jones or a guy like Ethan Bear to come in and step up, kind of take a little bit more of an offensive role in comparison to a guy like Garrison?
2: Really good question. I would, my guess would be, John, is that they would roll with the guys they currently have on the roster before they'd make a call up. But you're, I think you're, the names you're bringing up are guys who would be considered, though, if they went that route.
3: Yeah, I think they're going to start with what they have and go from there and see if they can get the job done. If not, then you'll see something else happen. But uh, I think that they've been pretty happy with the third pairing of Benning and Gravel. So now they're going to see if Garrison or, and Weidman, either one of them, can come in and, and give them the minutes they need, that they need. If it doesn't work, well, then other options will become available, which would be calling up guys from the minors.
7: And who steps into uh, first unit you know, power play quarterback?
3: Uh, well, tonight it looked like Nurse started it. Uh, Nurse was on it, and then Benning took the second half of it. So I would think that's the way they would go, unless Weidman comes in. Or I wonder if they would give Garrison a shot there. Possibly, it's possible. I mean, Garrison's got the big bomb. Yeah, We're and, re- then, and then We're really committing to this yeah. one, John. <laughs> I mean, the one, yeah, putting Garrison on the first power play, then that also. Alleviate some of the minutes because if Garrison comes in, he's going to be a third pairing guy. Right. And we saw tonight Nurse played almost 31 minutes because he was playing on the first unit. You take him off the first unit, and all of a sudden Nurse minutes go down today. What did he have minutes on the power play? Four, three minutes on the power play. So all of a sudden you bring him down three minutes if someone else takes that spot. So uh, it is going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of discussion tonight. I mean certain players when they're out of the lineup create bigger holes than others. Oscar Kleffbaum, this, this
2: is a big hole. Who who, who would you trust the most quarterbacking the first unit, Garrison or Nurse, John? Let me put it to you that way.
6: To be honest, I've
7: liked what I've seen from Garrison uh, this year. That's a big shot from the blue line, and I feel like he's gotten on that quite a bit, so I, I would give Garrison a try, to be honest.
2: I wonder, thanks, John, I wonder just because of the experience, and like you said, to keep Nurse's minutes down, I, if they, they dress Garrison to be good. Yeah, that's
3: true. Oh, but if it's not Garrison, if Wideman's coming in, you can throw him on the first unit too because that's one of the reasons they brought him here, thinking that he could run a power play, uh, being the right-handed shot. So, yeah, I, I think to find minutes for other players, you know, that's one of the ways you can do it. Bring your third-pairing guy in and put him on the first unit.
2: Oilers win 6-4 in Colorado, 780-496-0063. We'll hear from Miko Koskinen in a couple of minutes, but first we have Phil on line five. Phil, you're on with Robin Reed.
8: Hey, Rob Reed, how's it going tonight? Doing quite well. Right on. Uh, I got uh, two, maybe three things that I want to comment on. Sure. Um, number one, Koskinen. I mean, uh, there's no doubt in my mind he's our number one. I see him starting in winning.
2: No, Bouchard has to stay in the minors now. No, in, in no, junior. No, sorry, in I junior.
1: In junior, in junior the minors, on, sorry,
3: The only way that he can come up is on an emergency recall, and they have to have so many guys injured that they can't bring him up. So they, it was three or four or five years ago they brought some kid up.
2: Yeah, well, it was, no, it was longer. Is was it longer than that? Yeah, it was a while ago. And I
3: can't even remember the kid's name, but it was an emergency recall that he could only come up with so many injuries. So, yeah, Bouchard won't be here.
8: The other thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, Connor McDavid. Dynamic... Player, okay? And uh, I'm seeing some similarities from a long, long time ago, and I'm just wondering, and I'm wondering if Connor's ever been asked about this, how much mentoring has been done to him by his agent,
2: number four? Uh, I think there's, I, I wouldn't know how much exactly, but I think that there's, I, I would say Bobby Orr has been. Uh, an important person in Connor's life
3: very influential and uh, having said that Bob Orr is my favorite all-time hockey player not only was he one of the greatest players ever he was one of the nicest people I've ever met in the game of hockey so I am sure
8: that seeing, we're seeing that same similarity I'm seeing a lot of them traits in Connor
3: well that those are good traits to have so yeah. <laughs> it That's can only make Connor better
2: thanks Phil you bet guys all right, we'll get back to the phone calls in a second, but right now to Pepsi Center, the winning goalie tonight, Miko Koskinen. In
5: the last
4: 5-10 minutes.
9: Uh, I think I played the first 35 minutes, maybe best best of my year, but then the last 25 was a little bit casual, and it didn't want, wasn't that great, and but we're, we're good that we got to win.
5: Do you think that happens um, goal after goal after goal? You guys were up quite a bit over the abs. Does that happen? You said you got kind of casual, so does that happen when we're winning by a lot?
9: Yeah, that's that's the dangerous part when you have like a big big lead, oh, and you, right. you, you, you kind of start believing that the game is over, but it's never over before it's end of 60 minutes, so I think that a little bit happened today to me, and I need to be better with that.
5: Just thoughts on going um, against and stuff. Stopping some great shots from one of the top lines in the NHL
9: uh, they're a good line they they create a lot of lot of things but I think we played pretty well and uh, we're happy that we scored like six goals and a six six four is two points so we're happy for that
6: you, uh, you seem to have caught
9: fire under Ken Hitchcock did he say anything to you or did, is there any any correlation there not really I, I am my own job, and uh, I, I only worry about that and most of it, I talk with uh, Swartz, the goalie coach. So that's, we communicate every day and um, try to get better every day.
2: All right, Miko Koskinen. Several important saves early in the game. The Avalanche were better the first eight to nine minutes of the game. They had a power play. Uh, the Oilers took the game over in the second period and then in the third Koskinen busy again. He was beaten twice in the last four minutes, and the Oilers win this one 6-4. Well, you say early in the game when he made the big saves, if Colorado gets the lead,
3: then the Oilers have to open it up a little bit, and that's when a good offensive team like Colorado can counterpunch and get odd man breaks, and that's where a game gets a little out of hand. We saw tonight, because of the saves by Koskinen, the Oilers get the lead then the Colorado Avalanche have to open it up a little bit, and that's where the Oilers started getting odd man breaks and padded their lead. So important in the National Hockey League getting a lead in a hockey game. When your goaltender gives you those big saves, the Oilers should have been behind in the first 20. Colorado was the better team in the first 20, but because of, because of Koskinen, the Oilers have a one nothing lead, and they're able to extend it in the second period.
2: You know, Tyson Berry's name... It always seems to be floating out there as mm-hmm. a guy Colorado would trade. I mean, there are always the stories that Wadden didn't like coaching him and all that kind of stuff. I mean, who knows how much that was true. But is is he, I mean, he has 21 points. Well, he has more than that now because he got an assist tonight. So he has 22 points in 27 games. Is, is he like a really desirable add to somebody's defense or does he have to go to a team that's already good and he does a very specific job?
3: The reason that his name is always bandied about, the reason that he's not as a guy that is considered untouchable with his offensive ability because of his defensive ability. He's not a good defenseman. He's good with the puck on his stick. He's not good when he doesn't have it on his stick. Uh, He's a guy that, you know, in, in Hitch's system there'd be a lot of days that Hitch would have they'd pan the bench and Hitch would have a very sour look on his face after a play that, I mean the play tonight where he's coming out of his own end and he, Lucci just takes the puck right off his stick, it's, it's not like Lucci snuck up on anybody it's like, it's like he's the biggest man out there and you run into him um, and he just takes the puck off your stick and they go back the other way and they score, those are the things that you get when you get with Tyson Berry he's got a very good if not v- great offensive upside, but his defensive downside is huge. Also, he'd be a guy that you'd have to protect with minutes in certain parts of hockey games.
2: Tony on line six. Hey Tony. Yeah, how's it going, boys? Oh, good. Good to hear from you.
6: Um, so I know that everybody's been talking about this, but um, the, you know, Cliff Bomb being down, huge, like huge loss for us. But the thing that we got, the thing that we got to remember is when it comes down to it, like we have two more games on this road trip and in my opinion, I know it's never a for sure win, but Philly will be our Philly Philly at uh, between Philly and the Jets, Philly will be easier to beat, in my opinion. I know it's never, you know but what I do if I was Hitchcock, because um as you guys said, Karrison's a bigger guy and Wyman isn't and Wyman's a big guy. But you know what we also gotta remember? The fact that gravel has been playing outstanding he does what he needs to do to get the fuck out of the zone yeah but i what i do if i was hitchcock is i'm not but i put as you guys said nurse with larson because that's obvious but maybe i'd bring gravel up to the second with maybe a benning or a russell and then and then for the game against winnipeg put garrison in and then for Philly, put Weidman in and see who actually fits better
2: in that third pairing. Yeah, they could split those games.
3: Yeah, but you're not gonna, Russell's going to be in your second pairing. He's not going to be in your third pairing. So if you move Gravel up, he's going to play with Russell, and, and that's fine too. But uh, Russell will be in your top four. And uh, as I said earlier with the the, the defensemen they bring in, it'll be dictated on who they're playing against. Big, strong team. You see Garrison more likely. A, a skilled team, you probably see Weidman.
2: All right, the Oilers win 6-4. We'll get to Jordan next on the open line. We're going to call a quick timeout first. Oilers hockey, presented by Osmond Hawkson. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line.
1: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 630-10. Barry with control of the puck. He was stripped by Lucic. A dish in front. Nugent Hopkins shoots and
2: scores 3-0.
1: Lucic, the steal, the feed, and Nugent Hopkins
2: second of the game. So Nuj gets two tonight. Brodziak, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nurse also score for the Avalanche. Rantanen with two. Wilson and Landeskog also lighting the lamp. The Oilers beat the Avalanche 6-4. The Oilers improved to 17-12-2 and on the season. Quickly, the Pacific Division standings. Calgary 40 points. San Jose and Anaheim both with 37. The Oilers now in fourth place with 36. That is enough to give them a wildcard spot with 51 games left in the season. Hey, but still,
3: Well, I, I think... In, in the Western Conference, there are six, eight, ten teams fighting for eight spots. I think there's teams that have now I think started to Vegas fall off.
2: Vegas and up. Minnesota is the two teams that yep. aren't in it that are going to hang around. Yeah, and I think
3: I, I think, think ve- I think Vegas is going to make the playoffs. I, I really do, and that'll be a team that you, the others are going to want to stay ahead of. But I believe Vegas will be a playoff team.
2: All right, we have Jordan on line three. Hey, Jordan. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Doing great. Oh, just uh
1: looking at the stats there with 43 shots on 39 saves, going into Winnipeg where they have an outstanding home record. Do you think Hitch is going to ride Koskinen into that game or does he have the ability to recover that quick after a big night like tonight?
3: I I don't think recovery will be a problem. Um, I I think Hitch has got a, a choice of which game he wants Koskinen to play and which game he wants Talbot to play. And I think when both goalies are playing well as they are right now, you start looking at uh, what players have done career-wise. Uh, you talk to the goalie coach.
2: Well, for Koskinen, he's yeah, yeah first well, time. Okay,
3: Kosovo. so I guess you're uh, more or less going, what Talbot's done career-wise, and, <laughs> and then you try to slide in Koskinen where you think you're going to have the most success. So right now, here's your, your, your thing. You're going into Winnipeg, who is one of the best teams in the National Hockey League, on the road. And then the next game is against a team that's struggling at home against Philly. Where do you want your better goalie to play? Do you want him to play in the harder game? or do you want him to play in the easier game and make that game just a bit a little bit easier cuz this guy has got 3 shutouts in his 6 home starts. So those are the options. They'll talk to the goalie coach, coaches will sit around. I honestly don't think there's a wrong choice right now simply because both goalies are playing well.
2: Who would you start, Jordan? I think, I think the
1: boys are playing with a little bit more confidence in front of Koskinen. I think I ride Koskinen into Winnipeg.
3: Okay, here's, and, and here's, here's the one, the if you want to play devil's advocate. So you, you play Koskinen in Winnipeg. Koskinen can play great, and you could still lose in Winnipeg because they're that good. The next night you're putting in Talbot, who's not as good as Koskinen at home. Now does that make that game a little dicier? Now all of a sudden you could drop both games. So that's just if you want to look at why why you have to look at both, all the options before you make
2: that decision.
7: Yeah, you do devil's advocate yeah. very well. Thank you. <laughs> See you,
2: Jordan. <laughs> all right, bye. All right, and uh, we have John. John, were you at the game tonight?
7: Yeah, I was down in Denver. I live in Vancouver but was here for business. Oh, uh, cool. Of all, guys, I just want to say I've listened to your show online. Great.
3: No, um, th- thank you very much. Uh,
7: it was it was really impressive seeing the rant in line. He's incredible. That kid Girard is a terrific skater. But for our Oilers, I gotta say Gravel seemed to have a good night. I'll say a couple things and then I'll listen because I do enjoy hearing you. I thought uh, Gravel had a good night. Liubov, you know, he he held his own for the few minutes that Lucic played. He was an effective guy, and it was important to see him out there. Um, what I did notice. You know, it was obviously Drysdale and McDavid and Nuge and Nurse were, were terrific, but Spooner and Ratty were completely out of their element. I was wondering if you guys noticed that. And you know, until Raider and Cajula get back, do you think they will be playing much? I think I'll just uh, hang up and say thanks for being a terrific show. To listen
2: to this. Yeah, John, thanks for for uh, listening from out of town. That's cool. I personally think Spooner comes out when one of those mm-hmm. guys is healthy. Well, I,
3: I honestly, I, I don't think Spooner is, is a Ken Hitchcock type of player. Um, I think when they get players back, he will be the first player that will be out of the lineup. I think Raddy has shown spurts. He's not getting as much ice, obviously, with, with Hitch. I think he will be the other player that will be in a little bit of trouble when you get both Kajula and Reeder back. But Hitch is Hitch is rolling three lines. That's all he's playing. Basically. His fourth line is only playing four or five minutes a night at most.
2: All right, you can get more on the Oilers page on 630ched.com. The Oilers do win it. They're fourth in a row, dropping the Avalanche 6-4. However, Oscar Kleffbaum will be coming back to Edmonton. Injury tonight, and head coach Ken Hitchcock saying he will be out weeks, not days. So we'll uh, look for the update in the days to come for that. Kellen Kennedy, thank you very much. He's our studio producer here at 6.30 Chet. Our next Oilers broadcast will be Thursday night. They visit the Winnipeg Jets, 4.30 face-off show, the game at 6. Then on Friday, we'll have the Oilers home to the Flyers, 5.30 face-off show and game at 7. 6-4, the Oilers beat the Avs. You've been listening. To Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. This has been Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Have a great evening. Thanks for tuning in.